Hello, I'm Darren. I'm Andrew. And welcome to the 250, your fortnightly IMDb Top 250 Movies of All Time podcast. This week we're talking about... Ran. Which is Akira Kurosawa's 1986... Uh, 1985, apologies. Um, That's me his, that put that confusion in your head, I think. Uh, historical epic, uh, basically, it's a loose adaptation of King Lear set in samurai Japan, feudal Japan. Um, oh, I've learned something. Yeah. Yes, um, Andrew nodded off during the film. No, Andrew did not nod off during no, the film. No, I had a nap after the film. No, no reflection on the movie. Yes, it was, it, was a, it was a spiritually draining experience. Just just a heavy weekend. Daddy, Daddy needs nap time. Yeah, uh, and nothing nothing gets that nap time going quite like an epic, nearly three-hour story about samurai Japan, samurai fuel Japan. Oh, this movie was good. <laughs> this movie is very good. Um, well, let's let's talk about it a bit loosely then, uh, before we get into sort of spoilers. In case there are people out there who haven't seen it, um, it is Akira Kurosawa's uh, fourth last film. Um, it was released in 1985, as we already mentioned. Uh, Kurosawa is an interesting director in that he worked for a an incredibly long span of time. He worked from the 50s through to the 90s. Um, he was incredibly prolific in the um, in his, the early stages of his career, known for stuff like Yojimbo, The Seven Rashomon, Samurai. Yeah. yeah, all these sorts of iconic classics. Ikiru. Of, yeah, that had massive sort of uh, huge, huge cultural footprint. Uh, he recorded, he produced 20 films in his first 20 years. However, wow. in his next 20 years, he only produced four. Ah, yeah, he had a bit of and a... Rec- this was one of them. This was one of them. He um, went through a bit of a, a spell starting in 1970. Um, he went through sort of a bit of a spell. He attempted suicide in 1970. He had great difficulty getting uh, some of his later projects financed. He had a great deal of difficulty getting it done within Japan itself. He had to get international financiers. In fact, Kurosawa's last couple of films were basically only possible through collaborations with uh, other directors. So, for example, uh, Cage Musha, which was the film he did before this in 1980 was made possible by George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola. Ran uh, was only possible through the French producer Sergei uh, Silberman. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's kind of interesting because he's... It's weird to think of a director who has that big a footprint. Like, Kurosawa still gets writing credits on, say, this year's release of The Magnificent Seven. Oh, wow. Which is, is quite a legacy for a director to have. It's um keep in mind Andrew is our expert on Japanese culture. You no, studied no, no. <laughs> I've been to Japan once. You've been to Japan and you know the you know bits of the language, right? As much as you can casually know the language, right? No, no. You studied I, it though, didn't I you? I did, I did, I did. I didn't I didn't really pay very much attention. But just uh, in case our listeners think that I'm making all this up. No, Andrew is Andrew is our, our Japan expert here. Oh that's why I'm here. He's gonna be correcting a lot of the pronunciations uh, on this podcast. Ah no no. But he, uh, this, 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 this is starting out on a footing to, on, uh, <laughs> which we can continue upon. Well, we're building you up, Andrew. We're building you up. Yeah, uh, just to destroy me. This is it. We're going to spend the next two He's hours. He's going to claim that it was me <laughs> who made all these claims. Um, but no, it was his suicide attempt was actually in response to the failure of one of his films. Uh, and I apologize for the mangled pronunciation that you were going to hear over the next whatever, however long this takes. But, but yeah. don't do uh, don't suck a den. But it was basically, he was regarded Say as... Say every syllable. Okay. That, that, that's the only advice I can give you. Okay. Dod Sukaden. No. Okay. Go, Andrew. Well, I, 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 I don't know how, to, how specifically to pronounce that, but I would say Dode Sukaden. Dode Sukaden. Oh, so, okay. so, so, like, if, if you're saying Dode, 
Um, or, yeah, uh, so that's what I read as the syllable. So, no, no. Um, Welcome so to ev- Darren and Andrew discuss Japanese. <laughs> so, no, I break it down and I say. So, do de sukaden. Do de sukaden. I think. Yeah, and give give every give every syllable the same stress, pretty much. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Oh, this 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 must be fantastic <laughs> for people to listen to. Yeah. But uh, basically, it was he was regarded as a as a failure in Japan. He had difficulty. He was hired and fired from Tora Tora Tora, which was the big Japanese American oh, wow. production. Yeah. Apparently- Apologies, by the way, if I if I myself <laughs> pronounced that completely wrong. But um, yeah, so it's it's fascinating to think of a director who was that important and that influential had to rely on sort of outside sources to get this made. So in terms of if you haven't seen Ran before, how would you summarize the plot of Ran? Well, um, I would say personally that it's a, a remaking of King Lear. Are you familiar with King Lear? No, I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was Chaucer, wasn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I only, I only, I only really got that when Darren said it. It's, it's, uh, it's a story of, of an old man, who is uh, giving his, uh, his uh, kingdom um, to his, uh, his children. Uh, Taru, Jiru, and Saburu. Um, Saburo, Taro, and Jiro. Jiro. Yes. Um, Taro is the oldest, uh, Saburu is the youngest, right? Yes, yes, I believe that's correct, yeah. Cool. So, and, and they're very, they're very different characters. Um, they've, they've finally reached after, after, after him having, um, started out fighting to, to have this dominion, um, at the age of 17, he spent 50 years, um, fighting wars and they finally reached a point of peace where he is in control and has made peace with his with yeah. his allies. And given he's 70 years old, that implies he's had like maybe two or three years at most of like not massacring people. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. This is this is not like a happy retirement. This is like uh, I finally stopped killing people. Now, now it's your turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um he's looking forward to 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 have to a happy um retirement where 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 he can see his children and, and maybe get to watch his, his grandchildren. Um, he wants to move from castle to castle with his guard of 30, his entourage of 30 soldiers. 30 soldiers plus concubines. Um, and a lot of luggage from the look of things. A lot of luggage, yeah. He does not travel light. Yeah, but not not so much food. No. But um, so but that'll be a point later. Yeah, we'll we'll um, we'll see whether whether his whether his wishes um, how how they go. We'll see um, if 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 um, if if life uh, is given, as as wonderful as um, he he had. Uh, given we've both described this as a loose adaptation of King Lear, I think it's <laughs> a, I think it's safe to say that his plan to divide his kingdom among his three children may not go exactly as he expects. But perhaps not without getting too deeply into spoilers. Okay then, Andrew. So did you enjoy it? Yes, yes, I did. Um, it looks beautiful. It looks great. It's absolutely so Mo- movie movie starts out with um what I thought were stills. Yes. You have these um these men on horses, um, just very, very still against these landscapes. And then you realise that the horse's ears are moving. Or the grass is blowing. It's, it's the, yeah, yeah. Like I think um and it, he does a number of those takes at various points during the, the film where it, it, there are figures who are standing perfectly stationary. 
and then start moving. It's, I think it's it's a nod towards a certain style of Japanese theatre. Uh, no theatre, I believe is what they call it. N-O-H. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, um, I was thinking as I was watching this, that um, not knowing anything about no theatre or about Kabuki, um, it would have been useful if I had known like a, a, a small amount, but yeah, with, without without really knowing that genre, I felt like yeah, it was it was, um, it seemed to be reminiscent of 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 those uh, types of theatre in in terms of like makeup and, and um, yeah, and movement. Yeah, I mean uh, Hidetoro's um, face. Yes, he, he, it's yeah. very clearly made up to exaggerate the wrinkles and the lines. He looks almost like he's wearing a mask. Yeah, there, there's 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 a lot of um, theatricality. Sort yeah, of. and there's a lot of special effects baldness as well. I thought. Well, did you think that was special effects baldness? I thought that I thought that was shaved. You thought those were caps? Did you? I thought there were some caps. Oh, I right. thought there were some caps. If you think there were um, some caps, because um, it, it use seems... use the hashtag um... no caps, all caps. Yeah, no, I I I I I can't I can't steal that. Um, that idea for just inserting random hashtags all the time. I think that's another podcast to do that. Um, <laughs> or every other podcast. I just think it's strange that Kurosawa, who is known for being a perfectionist. Okay, this is, um, we were watching some of the special features before we came in, the AK documentary that's on the Blu-ray. Hmm. And they were talking about how he's like the anti-Stanley Kubrick, and that Stanley Kubrick will do a, fill, a, a take like 200 times over to get it right. Kurosawa, on the other hand, uh, only shoots a take once. He doesn't shoot backup takes. So, uh, but what he does is he rehearses the hell out of the scene beforehand. So he will do 27 or 50 uh, rehearsals of a take before he even starts the camera rolling. And then whatever happens while the camera's rolling, he treats as a, as basically the finished film, which is an interesting idea. Um, Yeah. I think we were talking about how he, he, he has an, an, an approach similar to the, to the, to, um, Tarkovsky, where 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 you start your actors off and they're ready to perform their roles, they know their lines and their energy is 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 appropriate to the scene. Well, no, Tarkovsky, I think, argued that it was it was the audiences or what you're doing. So you start yeah, your yeah. audience out ready to watch, and so, then you you hammer them until they become bored. Yeah, and then through that boredom comes a special type of interest. Yeah. Whereas so, for Kurosawa, so you get your actors, um, they're engaged and 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 ready to bring their a game, and then you 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 say no 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 we're not ready yet we have to rehearse and then you do that thirty to forty times. At a certain point, they get past the point of being tired and get into the point of 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 being, of being... a special kind of ready. Yes, yes. Uh, but it it does work, and it does they forget that they're actors. <laughs> I like that. You slowly drive them insane. <laughs> it is it is something that's interesting about like this this mythology that we build up around or tours and stuff like this. This idea that like in order to be a truly great director you have to be really, really difficult to work with. Yeah, yeah. You have to do something like uh per per Like working with you has to be an ordeal, is the impression that I seem to get. It's gonna be so right. It's gonna seem so wrong. You just have to go along with it. Yeah, you're waiting for the court case that inevitably happens when, <laughs> when one one auteur director goes just a little bit too far. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm sure there've been plenty of those. Um, so, would you yeah, recommend it? I would. I would. Um, I was thinking. I was thinking at the start of the movie that I, I 
that I longed to live in the world of this movie. Really? <laughs> so it very quickly <laughs> was was disabused of that longing. But well, um, hold on, let's let's go back to before you were disabused. When you looked at the film, what what initially drew you to "I Want to Live in This"? There was world? some there was something very kind of um, pastoral and uh, oh, beautiful and peaceful about it. Yeah, and yeah, long there was so, roads. The, yeah, yeah. The, so the, when the, you say you want to live in the world of this movie, we're talking maybe for the first five minutes. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Um, and then very, and the, very yeah, quickly. yeah. And um, yes, I would recommend this movie. It's a bit of a downer. <laughs> Bit of a bummer. Bit of a bummer. Uh, we'll probably um, talk about that more in the spoiler zone, but I would and, agree with and that. And I don't think there's any there's only uh, any harm in that. Like, um, I, like, watch this movie. I would say. I would. I would agree with that. I'd say watch this movie. I say it looks visually amazing. Um, I think there are points at which I'm not entirely sure the film justifies its its length. It is. It is two hours and forty five minutes. I feel like you could trim ten to fifteen to maybe twenty minutes off it, and not yeah. necessarily like. I don't feel the characters are exce- are complex enough to say justify the time spent. I think the visuals are sumptuous. I, I think the I, tone I, is good. I, I, think I have some thoughts about that, um, okay. but we'll 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 talk about that, I guess, as we get along. But I, I would say this movie will get you thinking as well, or can get you thinking. Yeah, um, it definitely has uh, things to say about, about about some interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, no, it definitely is a statement. Like, I mean, Kurosawa apparently started working on this in 1975. He spent eight years uh, drawing watercolors of every single scene as oh, storyboards. Wow. Yeah, um, before he got to produce it, he started. He started filming in 1983 and filmed it for about over a year, I think, before it was ready to go. So, no, this is this is the this is the work of like a lot of work went into this, a lot of care, a lot of attention, and you see it, and you see it in terms of this is. I think this is something that does matter to Kurosawa. Like, I think there's a very definite worldview that sort of shines through. Uh, I think it's very much a statement about things and life and the world and the universe and stuff. Uh, yeah, and it, and 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 it's it's a different it's a different statement. Well, somewhat. Um, it's definitely it's definitely a different a different tone to some of his movies. Oh, definitely compared to his earlier movies. Um, yeah. I do think, yeah, I think there's without getting into the spoilery stuff, having already described it as King Lear. I think yeah. there is a creeping cynicism to this I, I don't think he was ever entirely optimistic about the human condition but well um yeah i i, I mean um i think uh dissatisfied with the direction the world was going in in certain yes. movies i think in, in 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 the likes of yojimbo he's he's looking at the the um the way traditional um values and um the order of things has become um, inverted and up has become down and and what was once um Sacred. base was was is now um uh, lauded that that the that the um that the that the merchants have become more important than the makers and and all of those sorts of yeah, sorts and of I, things i think that if ran is anything it's that taken to an extreme i think that as time went on maybe kurosawa's views solidified and the world came to seem increasingly base, almost. Yeah, yeah, and and um, it's it's uh, yeah. I I suppose we are, are we are we entering the 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 spoiler zone. I think we should enter the spoiler zone. All right, we are now in the spoiler zone. Welcome to the spoiler zone. Um, 
So yeah, yeah. They, um, will we will we get into it? Will we will we we'll talk really about what it. what 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 we thought this movie was about, or or will we talk more through the plot? Well, I think in terms of story, it, it's it's very basic. The the story is relatively simple, and maybe we can navigate through the themes talking through that. So I mean, like it does start out with those wonderful pastoral shots uh, mm-hmm. of the hillside. It's an interesting contrast because it starts out as you said, peaceful and idyllic. It's it's an afternoon tea party. Well, they're 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 on a hunt also. So yeah, okay. Well, so there's your tone for the. Yeah, I, I mean, um, and it's... And the, the dialogue is quite heavy on theme. Like, the they're... first thing they do after they catch the boar is complain that it's old and its skin is thick and it's basically uh, unpalatable. Yeah, well, yeah which, which which is a point that Hidetora, and he's the... Um, the the father. The, the patriarch of the... Um, ba, 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 ba. Oh, the three uh, boys, the three sons. Ichi, Ichimonji. Clan? Yes, is it? Is it? Yes, I, 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 yes, I think so. I think so. <laughs> do do let us know if we're butchering this. Um, and he's he's having um, he's just went hunting and 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 they're out in the countryside. Yeah, as you say, having having a sort of a picnic, um, which his uh, like it, it's it's you know it's almost sound of music esque. It's like I grew up in that castle over there. By the way, I pillaged and murdered my way uh, to where I am now. Yeah. He's he's there with with a few people with um, well his three we, sons yeah we get to meet the characters uh, Taro Jiro and Saburo oh, which is one of the things I really like about the film is the way that they're color coded as well oh yes like, it, yeah it's yeah very yeah. it's very easy to follow visually um, it's like Mortal Kombat or <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yes that... Ex- except in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Leonardo looks too much like Donatello. Here, here they avoid that. Yeah, but there, there is no purple one. So, so, so they have uh, Taro, who's yellow. Um, Saburo, who's the oldest son? Yeah, Saburo, who's blue. Who's the youngest son? Who's the youngest son? And is also very um, impetulant and um, insolent. Yeah, he's immediately uh, introduced <laughs> as the character, which is it's quite strange given the direction the film takes. He's the son that you're not meant to like immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's he he's straight away like um, obnoxious and contrary. Yeah, and, it's and, like you're a fool. You're yeah. a fool. Yeah, and and you're a and, senile old fool. And interrupting fool. interrupting the ceremony as well uh, while the fool is talking. While the Everybody talking. hates an interrupter. Yeah, uh, which is an immediate characterization. Uh, and then there's a there's a little bit which we'll get to later on, uh, which is one of the themes of the movie, where the movie came from, where where Saburu is basically like, ah, ha, here I am setting the tone for the rest of the film. Uh, but yeah, the Saburu is sort of he's he's young and obnoxious, and you imagine if the film were set like a couple of years later, he'd have a buzz cut. Oh, Saburu, sorry, Subaru, S- Subaru, yes, Saburu, Saburo, Saburo. Apologies, I think it's Saburo. I think, I, I think it is. Yes, Saburo. Yeah. I I'm 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 going to be annoying. I I don't, I don't no, even know. I don't even justified. know how 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 these names are are are, are pronounced. I probably just have an idea. Uh, you of, probably of, have a better idea than I do. Um, yeah, they, they they basically. <laughs> it's funny, but the, the 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 father tries to teach them a lesson um, about about unity uh, because he's decided that as uh, that his older son uh, Taro should 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 take over his his dominion and that his other two castles will be given to his other two sons Jiro, who uh, by the way is is in red. And uh, Saburo, who who is who is in uh, blue, um, 
usefully as well there there's there's also um the the two um feudal lords feudal lords yeah whose names uh, fujimaki is one and the other one it's no that's the name ayabe ayabe so yeah ayabe and fujimaki are also there and um they both want uh their daughter to be married to um the first son yes yes or is it Saburo? It is Saburo, isn't it? Because um, oh, Taro, yes. Taro already has a wife. And so does Jiro, yes. Yes. So um, Taro, Taro has a wife that we'll meet later on called uh, Keide. Yeah, and Keide. Jiro has a wife as Maybe. well. Who's... Sue. Sue, yes. So yeah, there's a lot of names in this movie. It's okay. Um, go watch the movie. <laughs> So the father comes up with the idea of basically explaining to his sons that they belong to... This is where the apparently where uh, Kurosawa got the idea from. It was basically... You know, the, everybody knows the famous story about how you have one arrow and you break it and it breaks easily. But if you put them into a bunch, they become harder to break because there's three or four of them together. They can bend. They carry the stress or whatever. This is uh, a story that's famously attributed to the legends of uh, Mori Motonari the uh, 16th century uh, Diamo. Um, and basically, Kurosawa listened to that story and basically thought, and this is, this is going to be important for the theme of the movie as it goes on, yes, but if you push really hard, you could still break the three arrows, which is the point that Saburo makes uh, and then sets the tone for the rest of the film. Yes, Subaru. <laughs> um, sorry. Saburo. Um, sorry. So the arrows. The arrows, yeah, yeah. So Saburo decides to just break them over his knee and says, you see, you can't break them. You can. Yeah. I'm just making a point. I'm just making a point that you're an idiot. And, and this is not I'll... going to end well for anybody. Yeah, it's like, like the three of us together, like we're just going to like wreck everything. Which which is somewhat foreshadowy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, just a little bit. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, Hidetoro responds to the criticism yeah, in a he, level-headed manner. He banishes uh, Saburo. Uh, Despite the protestations of, and I love this, his Tango. manservant Tango. Yes. Who I like to imagine rides a horse called Cash. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 were, they were meant to have their own property, but it, it, the, 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 the rights to it were bought by somebody else. Yeah. Um, it was, it's like um, the Which movie. is funny because, you know, Tango and Cash was directed by the guy who directed Eric Roberts, who was on the Oscar nomination in Runaway Train, which was written by Kurosawa. Ah. Yeah. Six Degrees of Kurosawa. Wow. Oh, we're, 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 we're really plumbing the depths here. Yeah. The, the, um... This is the commentary you won't get on any other podcast. Yeah. It, 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 the um, our, our want, our seek out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or, or accept when it is offered to you free of charge. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, so basically Tango objects. He makes the very logical point that while Saburu might be a bit crass, a bit rude, he might have a bit of a chewed, uh, he basically means well and he's telling his father what he doesn't want to hear but what he maybe needs to hear. Yeah, he's trying to give good counsel but he's doing it in a very... Um... Obnoxious way. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. he's the... If we're going with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, he's, he's definitely the Raphael of the bunch. Is, is that who Raphael was? Yeah, Raphael is cool but rude. Ah. Yeah, Michelangelo is the party dude. There is no party dude. <laughs> there is no party dude in Ram. No, no, there isn't. So, yeah, they, they, um, they're banished. Um, thankfully for Saburo, he is given the um, 
He's accepted into. He is accepted into the Fujimaki household um, because uh, there used to be a bit of a competition over um, whose daughter would get Saburo, but now that he's uh, banished and essentially a beggar, it's uh, it's there's no longer as as much appeal. Um, which uh, uh, Fujimaki decides like, oh, this is a bargain. Yeah, and get a and get a prince at like pauper rates. Yeah, so goes in for him. Yeah. This is no, there's no OK Cupid here apparently. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean um, like, what does he stand to lose? Yeah. Um, Tango, on the other hand, even though he's been banished, decides that he's so loyal that he he will he will do whatever he can to he will even disguise himself to 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 get back into the court and to find some way of supporting um, Hiditora, who everybody loves. So we imagine, oh. He, must be a nice guy. No, not so much. No, one of the things I, I really like about Ran is that it, it doesn't hesitate to make it quite explicit that Hidetoro maybe deserves a lot of what's coming towards him. Oh yeah, that, like he he a lot of the time he's he's questioning whether whether he's whether he's in hell. Because I think Spoiler, he fully expects he to be. go to hell. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he may, he may be in hell because it's it, it um for 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 a lot of the movie there seems to be a difficulty in him dying, um, despite everybody's best efforts, yeah, including yeah. his own at one point. He uh, he he breaks the swords that that he's meant to kill himself with. He jumps off a cliff. He jumps off a cliff. At um, one point, he thinks he's lying dead in the middle of a field and is woken up. And insists that he crawl back into his grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, let me die. I've got a nice thing going on here. I was, I was, I was going to die already. And then you come along. And totally ruin the mood. Yeah. Which is, I think, this is the tone that Ran is sort of pitching. Like, existence is suffering. It's kind yeah. of what the movie's getting at. We weep and we wail in this valley of tears that we call life. And... Um, and the the most we can hope for is 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 a swift is, and slightly painful death. Yeah, only yeah. slightly. Only slightly. Um, yeah, which 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 is which is so, something I feel that 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 really speaks to you, Darren, especially. Yeah, well, we'll get to this. This is one of the things that uh, I maybe disagree with the film on. That one of the things I'm at, there's a very Kubrickian coldness to this. Uh, we talked a bit about like we talked in The Shining about the difference between Kubrick and Spielberg in that like. Kubrick seems to genuinely hate mankind as a species. There's a little bit of that that creeps into Ran, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, no. Like it, it takes it takes all of what ten minutes after Hidetoro decides to share his kingdom among his sons and hope for the best before things start going horribly wrong. Yeah. So he goes to visit with like uh, Taro. Taro's his first, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He goes to see Taro. Um, things things don't go great from the beginning because uh, Taro's uh, wife. Um, Which is one of the first indications that we get that uh, Hidetoro is not a nice man. Kade, what's her name? Kade, is it Kade? I'm not sure. I, I think it's uh, Kade. Uh, Kade. 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 Yeah, we're going to say Kade. Um, she um, is trying to get in, and um, it's it's check in time at at, um, at the at the hotel Ichimanji, and the concubines um, are moving from the keep. Where uh, Hidetoro used to hang his hat to the um, to, his to the new tower, less swanky abode, yeah, less swanky abode, the tower where where. But apparently, uh, has a lot of concubine store in space. Still, still needs to fit his concubines, and it's amazing actually. The concubines 
they're they're arranged like like dolls in a dollhouse. They're all they're all kind of like standing as if they've um they've all been frozen basically. Yeah, yeah, place. yeah. Just just kind of like a, you. Uh, it's it's a great example of what we were talking about there at the start. Like it is the sort of freeze frame as if like characters are waiting for action. Like if you were looking down, you'd think that they were mannequins almost. There's a wonderful scene of like when when K Day is told uh, that they won't move for her. You see the advisor basically running up and around them, and it's almost as if he's running an obstacle course that just happens to be made of people who are waiting patiently in line. And 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 then and and then they um, her her complaint is that the new the new king of the castle is her husband, and she's been made wait behind the um, concubines, concubines of, of his father of of his father. Um, and then she begins sort of needling him at Beth style. It's like, oh yeah, but what no, about but, the banner? But before that, oh, right. I, I, there's Hiddy Torres watching from the window, and it's like she's making. She's. I'm. I'm. I'm the father here, and and she, the the wife, of of my son. Me being his father, she's making my horse get out of the way for her. That's not right. Yeah. And 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 it soon it soon becomes apparent that um, the what is this the the. The hen is pecking at the cock. Which is great, and turning him into a crow. Turning him into a crow. Which is a great turn of phrase. Uh, I'm not entirely sure the subtitles on the Blu-ray are entirely perfect, but occasionally they capture these wonderful turn of, turns of phrase. I think it's later on. Um, she, by... Um, uh, spoiler alert. Um, well, we're in the spoiler zone, so no, no spoiler alert. Taro dies a little later on, and she, <laughs> she goes to Jiro. And again... His lieutenants say that uh, Lady K-Day is, uh, leads you by the nose. Uh, it's not the nose. The nose isn't the part of the anatomy that she's leading by. I suppose not. Well, there is, there's this recurring suggestion that uh, K-Day is, and it was, it was a strange criticism against the film at the time, is that the film did not necessarily have a good view of women, in that uh, K-Day is portrayed as like a scheming animal repeatedly. Like she's, oh, at one point, it's argued she's a fox who's taken human form. And there's very much a uh, Madonna whore... Uh, Dichotomy uh, between exactly. Sue and K-Day. Exactly. Who are pretty much the only two women in this movie. Yeah. And, um, and they're both they're both in the same situation. They're both mirrors of each other. They're both basically women whose families were murdered, horribly murdered by uh, Hidetoro, and basically... Forced into his family, and and it's it it seems to be put across. There's a right and a wrong way to react to that. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> the movie basically suggests there are two wrong ways to react to it. One of those wrong ways gets everybody killed, and the other one just gets yourself killed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, K Day is very much well, on the proactive response. Yeah, to this. we're 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 meant to hate K Day because she's a total Yoko. We are we meant to hate K Day? I'm not. I don't know. Sure. I, I was kind of into it. Yeah, much like much like Gone Girl. We were, yeah. there's, there's a very Gone Girl scene, uh, which we'll probably get to it in, in a moment, but K-Day is like owning this. K-Day is basically, there's a wonderful scene after... Well, I don't think anybody thinks that, like, I'm surprised that anybody would would, would ever suspect anything kind of innocent uh, from her, from, from like the very beginning... Yeah, she 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 doesn't exactly play it subtle, given that she's like planning to dismantle an entire clan of like ruling Japanese royalty. No, as, as soon as like she 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 was set up a scheme to 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 win more power for whoever she's attached herself to at that point, and then immediately once it's accomplished, she will say, 
<laughs> whoever has helped her, you have done well. <laughs> this has brought me closer to my... Oh my God. And she'll explain exactly why she did it. There, there is an there's a hilarious There's a moment. brilliant scene. Yeah. Where, yeah. So basically, she needles, she needles Toro into a confrontation with his father by basically saying, look, if you're the king of the castle, you should have the armor, suit of armor that he's claimed, and you should have the banner primarily. And so Toro's like, actually, she makes a pretty good point, which forces a confrontation that forces his father into exile. Uh, and then immediately after Toro has done that, there's a scene between himself Taro, and Kei Taro, <laughs> apologies. Scene between Taro and Kei in which she explains in intricate it... detail that uh, she resents the family <laughs> for forcing her to marry Taro, brutally murdering her father and brother afterwards, <laughs> and she will devote herself to the collapse and decay of that family to her last dying breath. At which point her husband does this... He does not one, but like several double takes at her. Taro, during the yeah, Taro is listening to her talk, and he kind of like looks at her as if to say, "What? Hold on, hold, what?" This never came up before. Yeah, <laughs> he, he 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 just forced his dad to sign this uh, piece of parchment, which says, "I um dad drool and uh, my son Taro and his wife Rule and um." They're always right, and I'm always wrong. Signed, Dad, um, and 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 then and then he finds out. Oh, I didn't know. I thought I thought I was. I thought it was. I I thought it was me who was deciding that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is because it's the moment where he's like, "Why it's should like, I sign this?" And then somebody else points out, "This is exactly what you agreed originally. It's just put in writing." Yeah. So, yes, but, but why it, am I signing this? <laughs> He's looking at um, Taro's looking at Kade and he, he's thinking, "Well, what's going on?" I mean, I mean, in in some in some ways, it's it is very well, Shakespearean. Yeah. Well, while while we while we said that it's it's a it's a certain uh, uh, view of women that in some ways is is, is quite regressive. There's certainly um, a lot of uh, power. This this this, this character. This, yeah, this is a woman who's very much in control, and um... yeah, I mean, yeah, I would argue the film is not necessarily misogynistic in that it it hates everybody. Like yeah. its male characters yeah, are yeah. no better than than that. She she She's she she, she gets her comeuppance, but so do other people who do nothing wrong. <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, there's a sense the film almost almost like embraces her willingness to like grasp or embrace the chaos yeah and finally like to turn it to her own advantage but there, there, there's a lot of emasculation um in the movie yeah. and, um and i get i guess uh that's that that's obviously intentional there's yeah. there's there's something being said about that um yeah. what 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 did you think was being said there i didn't really think that was I'm going to be honest, I didn't think that was as big a, a deal as it might have been. Like, I think if the film had had a more positive view of humanity as a whole, uh, yeah. that would have been an issue. Like, I it's, think... it's, it's like in, um, in uh, Bukowski, he's, he's often been, um, been accused, accused of, of, of being a misogynist. And he will say that like, he probably hates women less <laughs> yeah. than there, he there, hates men. There is a sense, of, a sense of that almost watching the film. In that, like, Cade is no different than the male characters really except that she's better at it than they are yeah like she's yeah. she's arguably the only character who accomplishes what she wants yeah even if that costs her a life she's not directly responsible for any for a lot of the carnage that ensues in that like she couldn't do it without 
the support of the men who are more than willing to kill and go to war and cause carnage. She, yeah, she only wanted. Um, I mean, she she's in she's in the right movie because yeah. she she uh, all she wanted was for to watch the, for, world, to burn. Watch the world burn. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, other so, characters like have some crazy notion that they might yeah, get some benefit. Had out dreams, of this. ambitions. Yeah. Kade is like no, no, no. Thoughts of status. Gasoline. All of all of all of the seeming uh, 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 ambition that she had is actually just just the way of destroying other people's lives. Just enthusiastic nihilism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 it seems it seems like she 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 wants her place in the world, but really she just wants to take it away from other people. Yeah. And, and this is very much, the film seems to, the film gives her a thumbs up. It's practically cheering from the sidelines. Because we were talking about how she's contrasted with Sue. Sue uh, is in a similar situation to Kade, but she has accepted She's her, uh, Jiro's her, wife. She's Jiro's wife. She has accepted the circumstances in which she finds herself. She has even, I think, forgiven Hidetoro. She's, he complains about it. She's fierce fond of the Buddha. She is fairness. fierce fond of the Buddha. But yeah. uh, there's a wonderful scene where, and it's beautifully shot by, at sunset on the on like the battlements, where Hidetoro, not content with being just like an obnoxious jerk responsible for large amounts of carnage, proceeds to yell at her for the fact that she's forgiven him. Yeah, he's like, this is this is the father-in-law who can't be pleased. It's like you when when I see your sad face, I feel bad for killing everybody who. You once loved. I wish you wouldn't look so sad. Yeah. Why can't you be angry at me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Cade. It, it is worse Kade when gets... you smile. Yeah. All of the responses you have to the horrible things I've done to you make me feel bad and I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. But Sue is basically... Sue is the other side of the coin. She's forgiveness. If, Ka- if Cade is revenge, then Sue is forgiveness. And you would think in a softer movie that the, the movie would side with Sue. And it would go, hey, Sue is actually the correct way to process grief. She doesn't want to watch the world burn. She's learned to forgive. She's willing to break the cycle. She's willing to move on. No. Rand's not having any of that. She has a little tapestry of the Buddha, which 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 keeps her safe, I guess. And and there there's a certain there's a certain um I think it's intimated in the movie that 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 it does have some sort of uh, uh protective uh power because at some point she gives it to somebody else and then she meets her end (laughs) like immediately and then and then and then he has it and and knocks it over and then it's implied that he may shortly meet his own end yeah 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 and that's by the way the end of the movie is incredibly bleak this this blind guy who had his eyes removed years and years ago by hidetoro yeah yeah because apparently hidetoro is not it's not like evil enough at this point in the film um he was basically he is uh Sue's brother who was blinded and allowed to live yeah yeah that, that that's that um that was the mercy that was granted to him yeah but uh here's an interesting thing right there's there's this recurring theme i think there's this fascination with a godliness that runs through the film we were talking a moment ago about that shot of the uh the concubines who are frozen and the camera looking at them from the tower where hidetoro is Right, but there's a number of other sequences. Like the battle sequences are all shot from a distance; they're not intimate and close up, like say the Seven Samurai um, sequences. Yeah. So there's the film. I think is fascinated with this idea of like what humanity looks like to God. There's this the wonderful sequence where Kade, uh, just when she's contemplating how to deal with Sue, 
uh, who, by the way, has done nothing directly wrong at her. She seems to just want to make her suffer for the fact that she's forgiven the the clan. But oh where... yeah, yeah. It's Mashi... it's it's. Um, she says like it's um, because because once once Taro dies. By the way, he, he, the second time we said that he dies <laughs> yeah. a little later. Um, uh, she tries to uh, insinuate herself into into Jiro's affection, which she does quite quite um, easily. And, um, and Andrew Andrew probably would have been receptive to the kind of uh, intimation that she offers. Yeah, yeah, like she she's a little she's, knife play. A little, yeah, a little, a little light like uh, yeah, a little. She she comes at him with a knife. It's always a good move. Yeah. Um, now that gets the adrenaline going. People think I'm joking. Thing. I'm not. Um, and and progresses from there. To be I mean, clear, it's a very different situation where the woman comes at the guy with a knife. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so sh- sh- uh, and then he's like, "Okay, you can. You can be uh, my you, chief concubine. You can you can stick around." Uh, and she's like, "I'm not going to be a concubine." And he's like, and "No, no, like, you'll okay. be the chief concubine. Yeah, You're not yeah, just a concubine. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's going to be so huge." And she says, "It's it's not enough." Um, it's not enough that you have me, um, and that you you spurn your wife or banish her because he suggests that he's like, you know what, you're right. I'll just banish her, and it's like, well, that's sweet, but I'd really like <laughs> if you could kill her as well. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. Um, <laughs> Kade is very specific in what she wants to happen to Sue. So here's what I want. Yeah. Um, I want you to remove her head. Obviously, they um, have they have salt, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> you've got a lot of salt there. Can I just check that you have the salt first? You do? You do? Good, good. When you've cut off her head, by the way, you're going to be cutting off her head. Can you put it in the salt so so that we preserve her head? Because I actually like how her face looks. And I want to look at it. I don't want to look at the decaying corpse because it'll take you a couple of hours to get up here. It's probably hot. It's probably sticky. Yeah, it it is hot around here. And, and, and when, when, uh, when, when Taro was killed recently, and this is the third time we've said that Taro was killed, <laughs> Um, Taro. Yeah, he 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 was kind of He doesn't kinda, even die in focus. He was he kind of gets... rotting in the sun. Yeah, he was he's uh, uh, we we see him being shot in the back. Yeah. Which is one of the things that the film does very well is that in the in the midst we of We don't combat, see his it face. It we, doesn't we, focus on character. We suppose that 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 it was Taro who just got shot and then and then we see um we have somebody say Taro oh, by got the way, shot. Taro got shot. Yeah, it it the film does that a number of times as well. Like it, when it when for example Tango uh, offers uh, revenge killing against the lords who betrayed uh, his master. That's, oh, yeah. shot in, that's shot in distance as well. You don't see that until and after like, the fact. From quite a distance. Yes. We but, see, like, like he, we barely this... see. Is, is that, ta- yeah. t- that's Tango. Oh, and he's catching up. Looks like he's, yeah. Did I, he? Yeah. I think he's killed him. Yeah. Or did they just fall off? Maybe they had a heart attack. I'm not yeah. entirely sure. Is that, but, yeah. Did, did, did he kill the horse? And the person's running off? Or did he kill the person and the horse is running off? Yeah. There, but again, that sort of plays into this idea, I think, of, of Ran observing violence from a distance like God. By the way, he, he killed the person and the <laughs> horse ran off. Yes, to be, just in case any animal listener, any animal lovers are listening. Yeah. But it is, it's got that sort of, uh, that sensibility to it. Like it is, this is watching There's never a thing at the end of a movie where no people were harmed in the making <laughs> of this movie. In case you care about people. You probably don't. <laughs> no, I probably don't. Many were emotionally scarred during the making of this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Many people were 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 inconvenienced by the um, traffic disruptions caused while yeah, shooting this film. By the auteurish sensibilities of this movie. <laughs> yeah. 
But um, no, but and even when when Kade is giving this big speech about how you know she doesn't want to be king concubine, a uh, queen concubine, and she'd like to kill Sue, she's swashing a bug. As oh well. yeah, yeah. There's like she, yeah, she's she, she just she starts crying because she's like, why can't you just kill her? Why is why are you being so mean to me? Why is this so yeah. hard? Yeah, yeah. And then she she's distracted for a moment and discreetly like kills this this moth. She's like, <laughs> ah, oh, yeah. She um, uh, which sort of reminds me of that line from Science of the Lambs, where like killing must feel good to God because he does it all the time. Which is kind of I think you get the sense Ram would empathize with that statement. Yeah, I I I think that that thing you said about how how things look um, to God, I think. Um, is is a very astute one because I think the characters even talk about this. They talk about how um, because we we've 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 mentioned Buddha um, several times in, in 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 parts that may have actually been cut out, but um, they um, they they um, Hidetora says to Sue, I think that um, that Buddha's not looking after things anymore. Um, um, and that that it's another god completely, and that god is, does not care, and um, and is is happy for us to suffer, and 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 that the, the what the gods are doing is they're they're just up there having a good laugh at our pain. Well, I mean, which, there's there's which, a recurring shot of like throughout the scene throughout the film, Kurosawa like demonstrates how incredibly messed up things are going to get by cutting to shots of the heavens and clouds moving over, and it's like, yep. Yeah, God's not watching anymore. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the um, if um, if anybody is wondering, like, who is this movie for? It's for the gods. Yeah, <laughs> the gods love this movie because because it's all about our suffering. Yeah, which is is apparently Rand's philosophy. Yeah, there's there's no there's no there's there's no point at at which uh, the gods have to sit through some some weird sort of um, attempt at us kind of putting uh building re- ourselves up or, or yeah reason our purpose yeah no no it's, it's straight up violence and murder yeah but, i mean here's kurosawa talking to gerald peary about it uh what i wanted to say is that humanity must face life without relying <clears throat> on god or buddha we must try to the maximum to build for a happy future otherwise there will be a succession of wars a reason that i couldn't shoot the film for so long was that producers complained that the ending was tragic we are always closing our eyes. Ah. Which I think is, is interesting. Which gives you a sense of sort of like, maybe that's why you had difficulty getting financing. We must there. try to the maximum to build for a happy future. Which does not seem to be the big theme of Ram. No. I I, I, um, I thought that this was a, 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 a certain response to the... the I feel like we watched a movie recently where we, where, where we might have spoke briefly about the problem of evil. As in, if 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 God is all powerful and and he a good cannot God, be all good, yeah, he can't. He can, God <laughs> exactly. is all good. He cannot be all powerful. Uh, yeah, and and um, Batman and I, Superman best movie of twenty sixteen. <laughs> I, I don't. We're not getting that. into this. Andrew. Let's not get into that. And we, so yeah, the, the 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 response to this was like um, seemed to be that um, yeah, evil is a thing. Deal with it, uh, but it will but probably destroy you. To 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 hear, um, oh, and God doesn't care. Is, <laughs> is, is the solution to the problem? Well, I mean, um, there are but, there are a number of lines, like for example, the fool who is like he's the comic relief. Oh yeah, was actually he was ported in from King Lear, 
Like, uh, when Kurosawa developed the story, it was only after he'd written the first couple of drafts that he recognized that it looked like King Lear. So he ported the character of the Fool in, because historically, in Japanese courts, the Fool would never have been tolerated, because you don't mock people with power. But he liked the character so much, and the function in Shakespeare, that he just ported him over as a, as a jester. And but Hidetora he, is very, um, very, fond uh, very fond of him. Even, even though... Um, everybody he, hates the fool. Everybody like, hates the fool, except Hidi Toro, who probably has more reason to hate him than, than most. Well, given yeah. that he's the source of most of his material. Yeah, yeah. Somebody tries to attack the fool for for offending his master Taro, who, by the way, dies later. Yeah. Um, in case we didn't mention that, everybody dies. Yes, everybody dies, apart from the fool. Oddly enough. Yeah, the fool um, and probably the blind person. Um, really, you, uh, you look. You look at the film. Surumaru dies while the credits are. I was about to say, you look. You look at that film and you think the ending of that film is that. Oh no, he doesn't walk off the edge. Yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel like they all go back to the castle and kill each other, or kill themselves. Um, at the end of the movie, and that's as, the as, at some point, Fuji, that's the post-credit scene. Fujimaki and. Ayabe, their armies meet, they all kill each other until there's only a small amount of people left um, and they kill themselves. They, they, they only have enough energy left for that. And then the villagers come back um, and don't want to live in, 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 in this in, hellhole in any hell anymore because their villages have been burnt down. Which is, is a nice little And their salt has all been taken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of- Where did all the salt go? Yeah. How much salt did you need for that head? Well, to be fair, there are a lot of heads. Yeah, you've oversalted he the even, heads. He even salts the statue head, which seems a little redundant. Yeah, yeah. The the, um... the messenger who is dispatched by um, by Jiro and by uh, Keide to retrieve Sue's head initially it's, refuses. Is it Kurogane or Shirogane? I think it's, it's, it's Kurogane. It's, yes, I believe so. It's 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 one of one of uh, Jiro's lieutenants. And he, he basically, he's dispatched to bring back Sue's head. He points out this is probably not the best course of action. Uh, and then he comes back and he offers her a package. She offers Kade a package. She unwraps it like it's Christmas, only to be disappointed to discover it's a stone head of a fox. Yeah. Not not content that he's made his point with the stone head of the fox. He he, he loves his japes. Yeah. Um, and, and he says, oh, oh gosh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it seems that she was a fox all along. Oh, and the um, fox turned into a statue. And the fox turned into a statue. So she was a fox. We cut off her head. We didn't realize she was a fox, but she was. Then the fox turned into a statue. And you know what? This has happened before. I've seen it. I've read about this. I I, I saw this in some of the kingdoms of Asia. For example, in Thailand, there, were, there was a king's son who... Uh, fell in love with the fox. Fell in love with a fox. Same thing happened in China. Yeah. In, in, in fact, in mainland China, mainland Japan, Roman, yeah. yeah, very very close to us. I'm surprised they haven't heard about this. Yeah. This um, person was uh, no, no, same thing. Yeah, I mean, it could be happening right now. It is wild. In this room. Yeah, it's rampant. Fox changing, war causing. So, it's so that's what happened. Off. She just turned into a fox. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go now. This could be relevant to anybody else in this room, KD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, 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 uh, maybe other people. Or also foxes. Yeah, or also um, cunning and eat chickens. What do you yeah. think about that? I gotta go now. Yeah. 
he may not have been hired for his joke telling skills. It no, is, it is a low for the although, 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 although he he um, I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I, I also enjoyed that he, he, probably at his prompting, uh, Kurogane and Shirogane, um, they they get a bit of help from Akuro, Akura, and Akoma, who are the lieutenants of Taro. Taro was the older brother, who, as we yeah. have said. Is dead. He's well, we're getting back. ahead yeah, of ourselves. Yeah, we are getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> so yeah, they, they 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 were traitors. They were given gift cards. Probably this year, given little boxes, tributes. Yeah, they were like, "Thank you so much for betraying your master." Um, as 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 a small Valued, token yeah. of 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 your um, of your esteem, we 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 we've given you these little gifts. Um, and oh, by the way, uh, you're, you're, you, you betrayed your master and how could I ever trust you? You're Get banished from my here. kingdom. Yeah. And um, Enjoy the gifts. Yeah. Kurogane and Shirogane found this hilarious and they're, 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 they're looking, um, firing arrows at them. As, as they're leaving. But not trying to kill them. They're just oh. uh, like... Um, uh, just sort of casual jokes. Okura jakes. and Nakoma um, are like, oh no. Is someone firing arrows at us, and then they scamper, and uh, and you and you see you see Kirogane and Shirogane, and Kirogane is looking at Shirogane as if to say, "See, I told you that would be fun, and it was, wasn't it?" Yeah, all right. This is this is Rand's idea of fun, by the way. Yeah, which I think says a lot about the movie. But yeah, so in terms of um, in terms of where we were in the plot, uh, Hidekoro is exiled. Hidekoro is exiled uh, from Taro's castle. And ends up in Jiro's. So just in terms of where we are in the plot, at this point, uh, Hidekoro's been, Hidetaro's been uh, exiled from uh, Taro's castle uh, and is making his way to Jiro's. Yeah, yeah. Um, Taro has written ahead. He's He said, hey, Jiro, heads up. Hit How's it, it going, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but um, I, I wonder how long the, the letter was, actually. Whether, whether, whether it was a very brief one. Because he needed to get it... like uh, Out there pretty quickly, because he yeah. had to get ahead of... Uh, of exactly, the... yeah. So so he said, um, good news is Hidetoro is on his way. Bad news is he's lost his mind. Um, and uh, he's, 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 he's not the same. Yeah. By the way, Jiro is um, early on in the movie. They, 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 they each have their personalities... They're very um, broadly drawn personalities, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very broadly drawn. But that, like, I, I, I appreciated that to an extent. I think one of the one of the recent movies we watched was 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 Stalker, where I couldn't tell which 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 why which the character writer was the writer and why yeah the professor who was who is meant to be who. In 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 this movie, it's very obvious, at least at the beginning, who these people are. Um, Mainly because they're color coded. Yeah, and oh yes, yeah, and it's very helpful. Um, Taro, Taro Taro is the um the eldest. He's the eldest and he's he's um he's very he's very soft. Yeah. Um easily and, manipulated. Yeah, and and he's he's also very um sycophantic to his father which which um Saburo um points out and in between them you have Jiro who is um very conciliatory. And is trying to, um, I suppose, is is Mediate is often the one. Yeah, he's often the one supporting Taro, but not the one who who has the idea, who has a an idea in the first place. No. He 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 he's kind of. But there's also responds a, to things. Yeah, he, he responds to things. There's also a sense that he is a bit more that he is he is basically the halfway mark between the two brothers. He's more assertive, perhaps, than uh, Toro is. 
Yeah. 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 More likely to upset the apple cart. Uh, and more likely to take an advantage that is offered to him. He's opportunistic. Yes. Where, where, whereas um, uh, Se- Se- Seburo wants those opportunities too, but is perhaps too um, uh, impatient when it comes to 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 to, to grabbing them. He, he's not waiting for his moment. Whereas whereas Taro has just been gifted um, everything. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is it's very much the firstborn son thing, perhaps. I say as a firstborn son. Second. <laughs> Hello, Jiro. Yeah, um, and um, slash the borough. But basically, yeah. So Hidetoro shows up on Jiro's doorstep with his thirty arm, with his his army of concubines and his thirty strong uh, army of men. Does, uh, it doesn't stay there very long. No, because Jiro is, is understandably a bit like, well, you know, you having thirty armed men inside my castle maybe makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, plus, and- plus Taro told me that you're uh, cuckoo bananas, and uh, not sure if I want that around. Uh, Right now, you know? He says, like, oh, you're fine, but all of your friends, they gotta go. Yeah, they're vulgar, I think. I don't know where they're gonna go, but but, but I heard stories that they were, that they were being um, vulgar and bowled when, when, when they were staying at Taros, that they caused a big kerfuffle. And sang naughty songs. Sang naughty songs that there once was a man from Nantucket and, and the... Um, but also, uh, Andrew... They are each one of them is worth a thousand men according to Jiro's calculations. Yeah, Jiro may not be a master strategist. Although to be fair, there are moments later in the film when it seems that 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 maybe adds up. Maybe you're talking about one for every five hundred men, roughly. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it definitely definitely one. Hidetora one... seems to pick the prime men. Yeah, for a, a thousand of Jiro's men commanded by Jiro are worth one of uh... Hidetora's men given the freedom to do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Because exactly. uh, let's face it, Hidotoro really doesn't seem that engaged in this whole business. No, no, he mostly no. just wants the cred. Yeah, I think Saburo, in 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 fairness to him, is is the military strategist of of the three. Of the three, yeah, or of the four, even counting. Or of the four, yeah. Well, well, we 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 probably haven't seen the best of of Hidotoro. Um, we um, if 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 we'd seen some of the early stuff. Yeah, those first fifty years were awesome. Yeah. But anyway, Hidetoro then basically storms of pitches a fit, storms out and wanders out into the wasteland. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Where where he he yeah he's he kind of cuts off his nose to spite his face and and the movie the movie is quite conscious that you should never feel sympathetic for Hidetoro, despite the fact that he's an old man who's been cut off from his three sons. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The, the film goes out of its way to demonstrate that he's really not that nice a person. Tango is one of the closest people you can you can find to to, to somebody a who's like moral yeah yeah. He he comes back and he says. Oh, uh, good news! Um, I, I, I know, I know you banished me, but it looks like you're kind of down on your luck. So I thought I'd come in and help. The villagers thought it would be nice to to provide you some food. So, so they all came together, had a bit of a whip around. Listen, I'm sure you'd do the same for us, and you have many's a time before. So, so, so here's the food, and don't mention it. You don't have to get us back for it or anything. Listen, you're, 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 and he says, hold on, wait, they yeah. did what? They gave me food. They've insulted my pride by providing me food to my men who are starving. And we my will, 30 concubines. Yeah, I will, I will, I will, I, I can, I can straight away speak for them when I say we are not going to eat this food and you are going to, and my men are going to burn down these villages where these people are, presumably killing them all. No, no. I think, in fairness, as mentioned, the villagers went into exile, went uh, went into hiding. 
rather than uh, to you know what? exile. If there's any villagers around, kill them. If yeah. they're not around, just burn down their houses. But it, it is. He dispatches his men, and his men leave his uh, men to go leave. off burning the village. And basically, Tango continues to make the case. He says, "Oh no, no, no! They they, they left. They left their villages because they didn't want to support Taro because because they they they, they support you. They support you, and they thought it was wrong that you've been exiled." And he's like, oh, okay. At no point does he say, well, in that case, I better, I better tell my men, men <laughs> to, to, to come back and not burn down. I'd lose face at yeah. this point if I asked them to do something. And then this is uh, this is a recurring theme took, of, of Ran. That order. Yeah, there's a point at which it seems like as soon as an order is given, it is perfectly acceptable for everybody to show their cards and go, ah, I got you, because there's no way that the order can be rescinded. It's the same thing with. Um, Kade and uh, and Jira and sorry Taro, where he's after he's exiled his father. She's like, ah, you did exactly what I wanted. Your house is going to be in ruins. At which point, <laughs> his response is not to, okay, I see what you did there. Exile rescinded. He's like, oh, yeah, it's kind well, of exile now. Yeah, we're committed. Well played. Yeah, <laughs> good game, good game. Yeah. And there's an element of that. To You've the destroyed game. everything for all of us. Although it doesn't, it's not going to kick in for another twenty minutes or so. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we're we're set down the course now. Yeah, it seems like things are going to go well for me. <laughs> yeah. Again, they won't. No, but uh, so at that point, uh, Taru decides to get a little ambitious and decides to claim Saburo's castle for himself. Yeah, Saburo's guards are like, okay, we're going to go be with Saburo. Yeah. Uh, at which point, then Hidetoro decides, hey, there's a third castle sitting vacant. Tango kind of talks him into it. He's, yeah. he's, he's like, "Listen, you'll you'll be you'll be sound there. Every, every, everything's all right." So, Saburo's not using it since you exiled him. Yeah, you know it's it's going to be totes cool. Yeah, so so he he um, he takes up residence there. And is is it pretty much immediately that it's, yes. that, it, that it's laid siege to? <laughs> yes, that, by, that Jiro by, and, by both Jiro and, and Taro. Taro, leading to the film's first big battle sequence, which is amazing. Yeah, this... I, the, one complaint I had about like per, perhaps all of the battle scenes and all of the murders, which there are a lot of um, <laughs> in, in this movie, is the blood isn't very good. Really? Yeah, no, no, no the, like the, the colour is wrong. The, when um, you say the colour's wrong, like it, it's very, it's red, it's not, it's, it's, it's very saturated, it stands out, it, it looks like something from a theatre production, which is what the film is, I think. Like it's... Well, the, 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 it needs to be... I, I've 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 listened to um, I think I was talking in a previous podcast about Bruce Campbell talking about like his work on Evil Dead and yeah. and, and Sam Raimi making making blood is uh, there there's a certain amount um, to it there's I think it's chiaroscura you also have to add a bit of blue because it can't look red it has to be. But you're assuming that it has to look like real blood. Like, yeah, I, w- I, think, I would. Yeah, I would. Red, I, red stuff pouring out of a person conveys exactly what it's meant to be. I think. I would. I would. I would like it to look like real blood. Okay, even though it, it, the world seems very stylized, you know, I mean that the colors are are clearly heavily saturated. Um, like there's there's a story that even though um, Kurosawa painted the storyboards for the film over the eight years that it was in development. He was reportedly, by the time he reached the stage of his career, so blind that the only way he could direct the battle scenes was by having those characters clad in those bright colours. That's the reason why the armies are all clad in, in the bright oh, wow. reds and yellows, so that he could direct them and their platoons uh, from a distance without having to see in too much detail. Uh, but it's an incredible, incredible visual, these reds and these yellows and these blues. And I think the blood being like a really bright red. 
Yeah. It's part of that. Like, there's a sequence where um, the bodies are literally piled up as they lay siege to the castle, and it's an incredibly bloody siege. The oh, there's a great moment in it where there's a man holding his, his uh, like, the butt his of his arm. arm yeah. As if he's trying to put it back. Yeah, as if if you screwed it right, it might go on. I don't think realism is quite what, what uh, Kurosawa is going for there. Because it's, it's a straight cut. It's as if somebody... I don't know how samurai swords work. But I'm not sure that when you chop through an arm, it's it's like a you know, sort of like a straight cut as if, you know. Oh, it's a clean cut. This is a good knife. This is a very sharp knife. Apart from Hidetoro's knife, which breaks the first time he uses it. It does. It does. It feels, it feels like at some point... Um, someone might have surreptitiously replaced his knife for some food and <laughs> given him a joke knife. And never never bothered to replace it. I mean, what are the odds he's going to find himself involved in this scene? Yeah, even, um, the, the colour coding works well. Even Ayabe and Fujimaki, who both have their own armies, um, one of them is white what? and the other is black. Yeah. Yeah. Which which sets them apart from the feuding brothers as well. They're banners, effectively. I should say. Yeah, they're banners. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's, it's very well done and it, it creates this one of the things I really like about it is that you can see a lot of the shots are in the distance. Like you very rarely, we talked about Toru getting shot and Toru was shot in the back during the siege by one of Jiro's men. Yeah. Um, at Jiro's behest being the opportunistic individual that he is. I think, it's, even, I, I, I think it's the prankster. Yes, um, the, that lovable rogue yeah. uh, shoots him in the back. But I think that even though you don't see, like there's no quick cut of his face, for example. Or there's no quick reaction shot, or there's no shot of him lying dead on the ground. You instantly know that it's him because you see the color that he's wearing, and you see he's in a position of prominence. Yeah, I mean, who could it be? Yeah, Un- unless unless somebody has 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 usurped tarot while while we weren't paying attention. Yeah, on mass. At, at at this point in the story, I was confused for a moment, but it, but it was okay because it all made sense afterwards. Because there was a nice scene of them explaining to Jiro that his brother had just been shot. Yeah. And um, I like that. And his, the guy, there's this wonderful sequence where it is uh, Kurogan who's in the middle of looting. Like he, he's caught. He rides up and he's holding this like banner. And then he sort of Jiro looks at him and he throws it away as if say, "Oh, never mind. Started looting early. Now, by the way, your all of this is yours now. So yeah. good job. You're doing a better job looting than I am." The um, there's 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 a hilarious moment which which just goes to when exen- you say hilarious. Well, it just goes to accentuate how 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 Hiditora is 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 maybe does, doesn't have the most emotional intelligence. He he the the uh, the siege has started, and one of his men comes to him with about four or five arrows into him, bleeding quite a lot. He's he's probably and, stuck through yeah, like a porcupine. and he's yeah. like, um, uh, great. <laughs> Great master, um, all all is lost. We have been betrayed, and he's like, "Okay, what I need you to do is," I need and your you man just keels round over up here. the horses and supplies. He seems to be saying, like, kind of like, "Hey, don't be dramatic." Yeah. <laughs> um, I I know I know you've been stuck with five or six arrows, um, but that's no excuse. Yeah, 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 you still have work to do. Yeah, don't be slacking off. And the guy literally keels over in the middle of the floor. But there's yeah, there's this really harrowing sequence of like. Um, there's this recurring sense, this is what we talk about, where the universe won't seem to let uh, Hidotoro die, despite yeah. his best intents. So he shatters his swords before he can commit seppuku. Yeah, his, yeah, he, he, uh, even though, even though, um, all, the, we, we have this mass seppuku with, um, all, all of, his concubines, all of his concubines, yeah, all stabbing each other. But I suppose it's not right to use the same swords that, that it's they It's not hygienic. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 like, 
if you're if you're the great uh, the great master or um, is that is he ever called the great master in this movie? I don't know. I know. Okay. Well, if you're the head of the clan. Yeah, yeah. If if you're the head of the clan, um, yeah, you 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 use your own sword, or are you at the at the very least use a sword that is just for you? Yeah, it's just been wiped down. Yeah, um, we get to see a lot of. Um, we, I I think we both agreed he, he's he's uh, a Japanese Christopher Lloyd. Yes. In this movie, there's a lot of kind of great Scott moments. These these extreme reactions. It, it's very much in the uh, theatrical the the no tradition. Uh, where there are these exaggerated facial gestures, where when something goes wrong, it isn't enough for Hidetaro to like react with a stony gaze or like a look of disappointment. His jaw has to drop open, his eyebrows have to raise, his hands occasionally even have to come up to his face, just so you know that it's an extreme reaction. It's and it's great; it works really well. It I does. Think. Well, I mean, the whole thing is heightened. This is where yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind the blood not looking like real blood. I, I think that's acceptable within this. And there's a lot of shots that are very artful. Like, yeah. for example, there's there's the grey backgrounds and the sort of the, the damp wood walls, but that are scarred red with blood that is, is bright red, almost popping off the walls as if to say, well, look, this is the carnage that is wrought, you know? And there there are a lot of dangerous stunts as well. Oh, a lot of incredible... I was looking at, I was looking at a guy getting... He's he's out in the field kind of holding his, his, his sword and there's a whole lot of horses coming towards him. And he physically gets knocked over by one of the horse. And then there's other horses. Some of them that avoid him. Some of them that jump over him. Some of them that presumably trample him. I'm thinking, that stunt looks kind of dangerous. And Darren is like, yes. Yes, Kurosawa is known for his dangerous stunts. Has a bit of a reputation. There's the famous story about Throne of Blood, which is his 1957 adaptation of Macbeth, in which the, the lead actor, he decided... Uh, he would shoot at him with real arrows. Now, they were supposed to miss him. Lead actor did not like this too much, but after some tense negotiation with Kurosawa, managed to agree that the people shooting the arrows would be trained archers and not just extras. That was the negotiating point in which Kurosawa was willing to compromise. Yeah, he, I, I, I can imagine that. He would be like, listen, it's fine. It's just going to be like this. I'll show you what it's going to be like. Okay, it's not going to be like that one because that one actually hit the dummy. It's but it's 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 going to go to the left or the right. I haven't decided which. Yeah. Probably just aim for the middle. Yeah, and that way you'll hit. It'll be fine. Can we at least use qualified? Ah, but then they won't be in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 <laughs> I want. Actors, I know what you're thinking. Archers. I know what you're thinking. I, you're, you're thinking I'm going to hit you with the arrow. I don't think I'm not. I, I don't think I'm not going to. I mean, what I mean to say is, I'm. I'm. I am not going to shoot you with an arrow or kill you. Certainly, this is going to be fine, <laughs> and it will look great. Yeah. When people watch this on Blu-ray years later, they'll see that it wasn't CGI or dummies. Yeah. And it is like it. It does look amazing. Like the battle scenes are stunning to the point not- where you wonder. At some points, you're wondering why are Jiru and. Um, Taru's men still shooting and setting fire to stuff because surely there is no way that anything within the castle is still living except Hidetoro who, yeah. who, who 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 would very much at this point like to be dead I think he's just kind of he's 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 not cowering down he's no, he's, he's, he's si- just soldiering through his like his he's sword sitting up hoping him. that at some point like an arrow, an arrow is just going to go like straight through his head or 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 a bullet. There's 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 a nice combination of 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 guns and uh, bows and arrows and swords and 
um, spears and also the place is on fire I think this Which... is going to be fine and also if all of that fails I can just kill myself and yeah did it, he, he doesn't really he, he, he doesn't get that because at, at, at this point he's like I've just been betrayed by not one but two but three sons and yeah, it's it's he's he's kind of hoping. Oh, this will, uh, this is another great like Kurosawa way out. Kurosawa one take story is the the scene where um, Hidetoro walks out of the flaming castle uh, because the castle was really on fire. He had to do that in one take. He it's only amazing. Had, it is an amazing shot, an amazing sequence. There's another castle later on that's on fire too. But that, to be fair, that one looks maybe like it was animated or touched up, and I think like it's it's positioned the shot so it could be composited. Yeah, this one is very clearly like, look, we built this castle, and it was actually it was built on the slopes of uh, Mount Aso, uh, which is I think Japan's largest active volcano. Oh wow! Yeah, apparently, so I believe. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's amazing just the the technique that goes into it and the care that went into the like the construction of the film. It looks stunning. Yeah, I I, I believe in Japan. Um, even even those um, seemingly old, how how do you say I, iconic uh, castles are oh, yeah, are, 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 are are routinely uh, demo- demolished and built again anyway. Oh okay. I, th- I, 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 I is that because of earthquakes or is that just uh, just in like part? I think costume? it's also the yeah. I think it's the 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 aesthetic. Okay. Yeah, but uh, like they're 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 built to the same um, specifications. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. so I suppose like setting setting it on fire. I don't know. I don't know if they have the same kind of attitude to um, like say listed buildings that we have here. Oh, okay. Well, I suppose actually it probably makes sense if there's if earthquakes are more likely and that sort of damage is going to happen. Plus, plus Gojira. Yes, but we'll talk about that later. Because that's if if you haven't got it by now, when it, whenever Darren says well, we'll talk about that later, that means it'll never be spoken of again. Well, and because it's, 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 when, when Darren tries to bring it up at the end of the podcast, Andrew just smacks it down. <laughs> but um, here's the thing, actually, the battle sequences, which are amazing and impressive, apparently, um, according to Stephen Prince, who um, who teaches at Virginia Tech and who sort of studies uh, these films, he's talking about how. Kurosawa, when he films these sequences, his presentations of these conflicts are so apocalyptic as to imply that widespread killing was taking place in Japan's medieval era. In fact, the rate of battlefield death in the Samurai Wars was not anywhere near as extensive. Kurosawa gives us battles filtered through his perceptions as a 20th century artist well acquainted with the truly large-scale slaughters of his time. The sense of apocalypse in the films is not that of the 16th century, but contemporary. Oh yeah, I I I feel like that it um that's that's uh, it's it's very apparent. Yeah. I I thought that 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 that's what's what's trying. This isn't none of none of his his movies that are in period settings are um men, men, yeah they're they're not meant to really be period pieces. They're 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 ways of talking about how the world is. Yeah. Um, how the world is rubbish. Um, and terrible yeah yeah well well like like he um in 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 the quote that you went to a little earlier you you seem to suggest that he has a sort of ameliorist kind of uh, way of looking at the world that he doesn't actually believe it's so bad he believes that we just <laughs> we ha- have to get better yeah we we just have to put a lot of a lot of effort into making sure that that the horrors that we've lived through won't 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 again be repeated yeah um and i suppose this is a sort of a cautionary tale 
Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I, this, is a, this is when we talk about Gojira, because absolutely every major Japanese film has to be in some way filtered through the experience of the Second World War. I'm waiting for Ringu to be read as an atomic metaphor. But there's an argument that, for example, Carl Nelson Polis at the Sydney Theatre Company says that, like, the carnage that you see in Kurosawa's films is very much a reflection of Japan's experience of the Second World War, which is different than the American experience. On a human level, generations of Japanese citizens were killed, and on a material level, civil records and documents, century-old buildings, paintings, and thousands of motion pictures were all lost to devastating bombing in the mid-1940s. It is in the wake of such all-consuming destruction that most of Kurosawa's films were conceived. That, like, the act of destruction warfare that you see in Ran is, is very much like it's the mid-20th century nightmare, like, incarnate. Yeah, and, and it's very much... There's this, there's this idea running through it that there's a previous generation who um, believed in um, a certain amount of honour and traditions and that that's now been uh, forsaken for, for something horrific. Well, here's the there... thing. I'm, I'm not entirely sure I agree with that when it comes to Ran, because I think Ran is quite explicit that everything that happens is a direct result of Hidotoro, of the methods that Hidotoro used well, to, no, no, to I... come to power. Be, 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 because um, like this is chickens coming home to roost. Taro ta- Taro says to Hidetora, um, when Hidetora has decided that there's going to be a peaceful um, passing, uh, of power. passing of power, Saburo makes a point to him. No, that's not the world we live in. Did um, yeah. every, every every there is no there is no more uh, fidelity in this world. Um, uh, every every everybody is is kind of I, I suppose out out to get each other and 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 people are mischievous and deceitful um, and, yeah. and unloyal but i think that that's that's a condemnation of hidutoro like i think what ran is criticizing is like the idea that hidutoro can in some way divorce himself from the violence that got him where he was today hidutoro's primary sin seems to be that like he built this empire on blood and he seems to assume that he can hand it down to his children as something ordered and civilized when in fact the chaos that we see unfolding in Ran is just an extension of the sort of violence that he that he inflicted. It's the massacring of entire families to solidify power bases. It's you know the the bartering of women as wives, you know between Taro and Jira and stuff like that. It's it's you know the sacrificing of of relatives like Sue and all that sort of stuff. Sue. Oh, so it, it's. Well, I don't know. That's it, how I read it. Yeah. Is 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 it just is it just that he's become. So 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 he's he's a product of violence, or but at at but some at, so, at some point he's become, I guess, old and and soft and he's uh, mellowed. There there's a moment at which, um, he he wakes up, and runs to his sons and wants to give them, um. All hugs and 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 Saburo predictedly is is like no 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 I I, 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 I don't I don't like this at all and I think uh, Jiro says oh he he just wants to wants to give us um, affection and he says well c- c- can can't our can't our um, loyalty be affection enough yeah. like do we have to hug that <laughs> um, and and I I I think. Um, I th- yeah I I I I think um there is whether 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 yeah I think I think Hidetora maybe you have a point but I don't think he sees himself 
No. As that as that person. No. He 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 seems to um, be shocked at violence and treachery when it's coming from other people. Yes. Um, and, yes, I think that's that's the uh, big thing here. And I, I I I I think there's something kind of like he he fe- he feels like he's 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 done enough to 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 earn uh, yeah. l- loyalty and respect and, and stability. Uh, yeah, and he finds it shocking that 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 these thing that these things aren't respected. Even though, yeah, I suppose it is apparent that he started out yeah. as as this young seventeen year old punk who. Who spent fifty years like yeah yeah basically I think think hasn't changed that much no just thinks of himself as this elder statesman I think I think that's I think that's an argument that Ran makes I think Ran is is arguing that like you can't divorce yourself or culture can't be divorced from like the pain that caused it or the horrors that built it you can't pretend that even though all the horrors are years behind you although they're only four years behind him by the start of the movie. That everything is okay. I think Ran is like, no, no, no. This is a culture of violence built on cycles of violence. And you can't break those. And that basically pretending that you can is dangerous. And pretending that things were or that things like honor and decency and duty existed in the past are a romantic fiction. And ultimately, all they do is they just make you soft to a point where when the current generation proves just as violent and mean as malicious as yours... You're caught by surprise with a sword that breaks on impact. Yeah, and it, it's 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 that um, Bodhi's monologue from The Sopranos where he's talking about every year you you say, oh no, it's a new breed. These the these these young kids are uh, cold. They 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 don't have the, the the values that people had before. But he's making the point that pe- people say that all the time. Yeah. So no, I, I think there is a sort of a nihilism. That's not that's... verbatim. Yeah. Sorry, Bodie fans. And, and David Chase. Um, David Chase sitting there going, those aren't my words at all. <laughs> but yeah, so basically after after the the brutal battle's done, um, Hidetoro is sort of left in, in a shell shock state, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wanders out of the ruins and Jiro is pretty much like, yeah, I should probably kill him now. Yeah. Well, first of all, first of all, his lieutenant is like, don't worry, he'll probably commit suicide. Yeah, yeah, and everyone's like, "That'll be cool. That'll be." He'll cool. probably kill himself inside. In fact, I'm sure that's what he's doing yeah. right now. Yeah, it's pretty much that is pretty much a verbatim quote. And then yeah. when he doesn't, uh, they're kind of like, "Okay, Jiro, you should uh, you should probably take care of that." Yeah, this is, this is uh, yeah, and and he he wanders off into the wilderness. Kiyoani, um goes with him. As, the fool, yeah, yeah, uh, as as does uh, Tango Banakash. And um, yeah, they 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 go off. Into there's, the there's there's, there's, there's a lot of reflection on what they've learned. For example, man is born crying. Uh, when he's cried enough, he dies. Which 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 is actually probably of some comfort yes. to to um, Hidetora. He says, you know what? what? I've cried a lot. Yeah. I'm probably gonna die soon. And uh, the and problem it, is that Ran is like, no, 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 you, no, no, you, not you yet. Left in you. There's more. Hidetora says, I'm lost. And the fool. <laughs> The fool says, such is the human condition. If you're tired of it, jump, because he is at the precipice of some cliff. To which Hidetora jumps, for some reason doesn't die. This this, this is a 70-year-old frail man who, is, who has Just... old, ashen, spindly legs. He's barefooted 
and and and, and he jumps off a cliff that it this... takes the fool a good two minutes to run down the side of. Oh him. yeah, yeah. Then and 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 at this point in the movie, he's wearing the, like I think you call it the five and nines, the kind of makeup that makes you look like you're you're, you're dead already or dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 he's he's still not dead, even though he's jumped off this cliff. There's there's. Um, the dynamic between between them is established between the fool and Hidetora. He says, "In a mad world, only the mad are sane." Well, there's this interesting and, inversion where, like, yeah, yeah. where, where Hidetora starts out all serious and somber, and the fool is obviously the comic relief. And as the film goes on and Rand's worldview becomes increasingly apparent, Hidetora goes gradually insane, and the yeah. fool becomes like the the voice of the author almost. The, yeah, which and and Hidetora's response is is appropriate. It's like, of course you've gone insane. I mean, look at look at everything that's happening, um, and 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 um, isn't it good that you've gone insane? Because otherwise um, it would be horrible. Yeah, yeah. Here, so. here's an interesting thing for you, and I, I this is something I'm not I'm not comfortable saying myself, but I'm happy to attribute to other writers, so you know it's going to be fun. It's been frequently suggested that uh, Hidotoro is actually Kurosawa himself, right? Because he tries to kill himself. He does. He fails and fails, actually. Um, he's replaced by a number of younger directors in the same way that Kurosawa saw himself rejected by younger Japanese directors. Yeah. He's actually said uh, the line, Hidetoro is me. Uh, that's frequently quoted and it's in the, the notes. I can believe that. That's, and, that's, that's what made me think that it was a movie about uh, an older person getting kind of left behind and overtaken by, by, by younger people and feeling shocked that uh, the world they, is not that they weren't was. respected and, and that... But I think like I, 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 I think that I, argument applies. I, I to... thought it was trying to say that old values weren't really being. I don't know. I think but I, I, I can I can take what what um, I think I can accept what you've said actually. Well, yeah. part of me would sort of agree with that and say that like Kurosawa would be the first to acknowledge that he was a young punk, and I think he stayed. He became and he was he remained an old punk even as he grew older. But like his earlier films were transgressive and sort of pushing and sort of like they define narrative in terms of how we we talk about films now, like Rosherman is like its own subgenre of storytelling in terms of film technique. The Seven Samurai has been remade countless times. So Jimbo even got a remake starring Bruce Willis. You know? Yeah, that was terrible. Let's yeah, don't talk. watch that. Don't watch that. Uh, if you have to watch a Yo Jimbo remake, don't watch Last Man Standing. But like, I think there's an argument made that he was just as provocative as the people who sought to dismiss him. But then, um, and I think that, even when he got older actually, one of the things I was reading a lot of press about Ram. And, like, as he got older, he got increasingly cantankerous towards the Japanese film circles himself, perhaps because he felt left out. But there's an excellent quote from, like, a junket in which he took a bunch of foreign journalists up to Ran while they were shooting it. At which point, one of the tourists who were, like, French, German, Italian, American, asked why there were no Japanese tourists, why, why, why there were no Japanese uh, journalists on this, uh, on this expedition. To which Kurosawa explained, they always ask stupid questions. Ah. That may be why he may not have been as loved in Japan um, as it was, but I think there is an element of that. I think it's it's very clear to see Kurosawa seeing himself in Hidetora. I so to be fair, I don't know whether his his dislike for the Japanese establishment is a response to their dislike of him, or how that started, or maybe it's a vicious circle. Maybe it's like Ran. Maybe everybody is just terrible to everybody, and horrible things happen as a result. Yeah, yeah, yeah it it is. It's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty bleak worldview. Yeah, it, very. Because I, I thought like Ikiru, for example, was very, very life affirming. Oh no, yeah, no, it, it definitely is. Like his, his earlier stuff 
His only stuff was not entirely happy or upbeat. Yeah, there's something very cynical about the likes of uh, of uh, Yojimbo. Yeah, or even even Rashomon, which suggests that like reality is not and that doesn't exist. Yeah, uh, that there is no objective reality. That there's only competing narratives and stuff yeah. like that. Like, but I think that yeah, Ran sort of Ran takes the biscuit and goes even further with that. And it ran with it. It, it literally did. Hi-oh. Hi-oh. Uh, ran meaning disorder and chaos uh, is the translation of the title. Ah. Yeah. So that's where that comes from. Figures. Yeah. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? Well, the the, the so-called um, uh, uh, resident Japanese expert certainly did not. Apologies for that, Andrew. Sorry to steal your thunder. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically after that point then, um, Jiro takes uh, Kade as uh, she she visits him or he visits her to return her husband's armor which he's already wearing yeah it seems a bit tasteless as she points out yeah uh, and then they they have words uh, he's like I'm gonna take off the armor I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be get naked, naked. and uh, Kade sort of sees that and raises him she visits him later on to accuse him of murdering her husband which is correct and then to she uh, starts to throw it a bit but not much. she nips it you know it's, yeah. it's like a little bit like bite play you know it's yeah. like knife play it's a little kinky and after that, uh, yeah, there uh, she polishes his helmet, so to speak. It's there's a wonderful, not at all subtle shot of the helmet gleaming in the sunlight as they're doing whatever it is they're doing. That, that, I, 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 Symbolism. I, I didn't I didn't even notice that. Thank thank you for pointing that out, Darren. Now now I have to think that you were you were you were, you were thinking about this while we were watching the movie together. The shark is a giant gray falcon hunter. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Everything is a penis metaphor. It's 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 great watching movies with you, Darren, because you have see, no idea what's going. See through new my head. layers. There's new kind of skins on skin. So anyway, so they they sleep together. She comes up with the idea of killing Sue, and she also then manipulates, sort of basically manipulates uh, Jiro into all sorts of shenanigans, um, which leads to a situation where Saburo, of all people, winds up coming to his father's aid. He does, he does. Which is, is a nice little ironic sort of reversal from where the film began, where he was the provocative sort of young Turk son. He turns out to be the most faithful of sorts. Yeah. Um, he's the one who comes back and he wants to retrieve his brother from the kingdom. And uh, that leads to the final battle, pretty much. That leads to the big final showcase scene between Jiro and Saburo. Yeah, because uh, I, I think um, Saburo... It, it was pointed out by Tango. It's not very apparent to us that, that he had his heart in the right place. Um, yeah. but, but, but the fact that the movie has that Tango apparently repeatedly did, stated. And, um, and yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was proven at the end that, 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 that maybe he did have his heart in the right place or that certainly at some point... His heart was somewhere near his chest cavity. Which exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he opts to come back. And Jiro is not having any of that. No. Um, Jiro, Jiro, Jiro is, is, um, has decided... Um, At that point, he's well under Kade's thumb. Yeah, There's yeah. a point where he's running off to battle. Yeah. He's and he's like, walking off with his generals. Now that I'm in control, I have an army. I'm going to send out the army to, to kill my rivals. And I'm going to kill them all. Uh, because I'm going to have to do it eventually. Um, might so as well get started might, now. might as well kill them all in one day. Yeah. It's like, um, how, 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 how good would you say you are of a military strategist? It's like, I don't know. Pretty good. I'd say about a five. What's the scale? I don't know. Yeah. So, so, so his, his, his men run out and it turns out. <laughs> this sub- is glorious. He's like, we, we have superior numbers. 
Let's, uh, and that's let's how battles all, are won, right, Andy? Yeah, let's just, o- just... O- overwhelm them with numbers. Meanwhile, uh, Saburo is is like, okay, our men are going to go into the trees the, where the, the cavalry the can follow. Yeah, yeah, and wh- where, where where the superior numbers are worse. Yeah, and 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 they're going to come come at us until they're in the clearing in the middle, and we're just going to kill them all, basically with guns. Yeah, yeah, and and meanwhile, our um, our ally are going to f- uh, flank and take the castle. And while then, they're all out here doing yeah, their thing. Yeah, while they're all out here doing their thing. And Jiro soon realizes this um, and, and sees that the, 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 the army on the mountain is, is just a decoy army and that the real army is attacking his castle. So they have to go back. Um, and it's all At which point, when they're withdrawing, his, his men are also getting hacked down to pieces. Here's the, here's the thing, actually. When we're talking about the movie as a metaphor for like warfare and sort of the grind, apparently... One of the themes, or one of the things that appeared to Kurosawa, was that it, he read it as a metaphor, or he constructed it as a metaphor for, say, nuclear warfare, in that he saw, say, the use of technology and guns as tripping away the usefulness of the samurai. So, for example, there's a sequence where Jiro has these huge armies of men, and they pour out onto the field, but that, that doesn't matter because Suburu has technology. And he just shoots them down as they run. Well, I think it's not. I, 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 it's, it's not. Yeah, there is, there is something kind of um, cold and um, mechanical, mechanical about it. But it's also like they're 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 also using their their terrain yeah. and um, oh. and and using kind of deception and it's it's all. Okay, very, so it's very it's, Sun Tzu. It's not as simple as 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 it. Being. Yes, I know Sun Tzu is Chinese. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Um, yes, China is a different country from Japan. But yeah, so basically, then uh, Jiro, yeah, it, it all goes horribly wrong. Jiro, not not content to lose the battle properly, decides to dispatch a bunch of assassins to take care of Saburo. Yeah, yeah, Saburo catches up with Hidetora, uh, as as we've said. Hidetora is like, just let me die. It, yeah, he just wants to die, and then eventually comes around and it's like, this is actually kind of nice. We're 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 gonna have a nice time this evening. You Despite, and me, son, yeah, yeah, like finally, son. like yeah. that, and 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 although although my retirement hasn't gone as well as I had hoped, I've got a good feeling. I've got a good feeling now about this. Oh no, you're dead. Yeah, he got shot by 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 a an assassin, and, uh, and which is another shot. It's it's done from long distance as well. It's it's there's no intimacy to killing in, in Ran. Which no, is fascinating. Yeah, yeah, dead, and and then all of a sudden Hidetora is dead as well. Yeah, well, I think that sort of breaks his heart. Yeah, and 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 he dies. But it, it, I I think the point was he <laughs> the reason he didn't die earlier on was that he needed to see. More of his sons be killed uh, in, in in front of him. He he needed he needed to be betrayed more, and he needed also to see more death. Yeah. Um. Be- before before he could <laughs> he had enough. He could truly be punished enough by this life. Yeah. And enter another hell. Yeah. So rather bleak worldview. And then we get to the closing image, which is Sue's blind brother. Oh yeah. Standing... Sue Sue's head has been cut off, by the way. Yeah. Because she she left she left her. Her Buddhist tapestry, which which okay, um, well they they're they're running they're running as as the armies marching because they were warned that basically that Jiro wants her head, and so she and her blind brother uh, and their infirm caretaker set off into the wilderness together. At which point the blind brother 
says, oh, I lost my flute. Uh, Don't worry, we'll go back and find it. We'll go back to that dangerous place that we escaped from and get you. Where they know where we are and where they're probably going to be sending people to behead us. I know, let's send the elderly woman to go get it. Yeah. And then a couple of scenes later, they're like, oh, the elderly woman hasn't returned. You know what? I should probably go investigate and see what's going on. Yeah. You stay here on the edge of this dangerous cliff with this inscription or image. By the way, I know you're blind, but still, image of the Buddha. You like this image of the Buddha. person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I'm not going to hold you in land or move you like somewhere sheltered or safe. No, I'm going to leave you and trust you to stand on the edge of a giant cliff and hope that this will work out for the best. Watch out for the precipice. And... Which is ironic because he's blind. Yeah. Yeah. It's l- l- look out for that. I, I, yeah. Yeah, it, it, he, um, he, yeah, he probably dies. Um, and yeah, and, the film gives us some so does, ambiguity there. So the does, film sort of pans so, up to the silhouette of him. So does the old woman. So does Sue. Yeah. Sue Sue's head is cut off. Because, Put in salt, because, because Jiro, yeah, yeah, Jiro is um, was not a big fan of the fox shape. No, he's come back to the. Um, He's he he's come back to his castle and it's revealed that Kaede is 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 a treacherous woman, which everybody knew anyway. And and she she, she she's she's achieved what she set out to achieve, and then her 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 neck is is cut open, and which is I, amazing. I, I enjoyed that. The the the, 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 the I, as in what I'm saying here is I did. I, I did. I. I wasn't like. Yeah, a- killer. I, I, no, I, Andrew I, was all into the blood play earlier. Yeah, no. I. 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 This is like ultimate blood play. Like, like, um, like Dexter Morgan. I. I. I enjoyed the 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 the, the blood artistic splatter. splatter. Yeah, yeah. Because it is. It's, it's like the the samurai sword goes right through her head. It goes right through her neck. Like it's a clean cut. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, like these are good knives, Darren. Yeah, they're very finely polished. Apart from apart from Hidetoros. Apart from Hidetoros, but as we say, that the, his 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 actual knife was replaced for food. Yes, and also it is, I think, a metaphor for how he has been blunted by age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Either that or it was stolen for food. So no, it's a uh, his um it's a uh, this this movie is about um erectile dysfunction. Yes, ultimately. Hold on, hold on. When I do stuff like that, you complain. <laughs> oh yeah, I do, I do. Yeah. I, I was trying to take a leaf from your book. All right, but anyway, so basically, uh, so that's really the end of the film. Uh, we both enjoyed it. We both recommend it. Uh, we both thought it was great. In terms of Kurosawa's other work, this was his fourth last film. It uh-huh. was his. Third of the third of his three loose Shakespeare adaptations. So we mentioned Throne of Blood, which was Macbeth, which he did in 1957, and he did The Bad Sleep Well in 1960, which was uh, a loose adaptation of Hamlet. Uh, the Bad Sleep Well being the only one that's set in contemporary Japan as opposed to historical Japan. And this is then his his Kiru was set in in. Oh no, I mean of his adaptations. Oh right. Oh sorry. Yeah, no, I I know he set films in in modern Japan. But yeah, so after this, then he did uh, Dreams. A couple of years later, which was his one with what's his face, where Martin Scorsese plays Vincent Van Gogh. I haven't seen that. No, it, it's it's basically a series of eight short films that are adapted from Kurosawa's dreams. Okay. Um, he's argued that in order to make a film, you need to dream it or remember it, and I think that's Ran feels almost like images plucked from a dream in terms of how it's constructed. But anyway, so in terms of that, then uh, let's take a look at where it is on the IMDb two fifty, uh, and then let's sort of discuss. Like, do we think it deserves to be where it is? Should it be higher? Should it be lower? First question, Andrew. Do you think it should be on the list at all? Um, I 
Yes, yeah, I do. I do. Like, like when when we think about some of the some of the movies that uh, we've some seen. of the other movies we've seen that are that are, that are on on the IMDb two fifty. Yeah, and 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 I think it deserves to be a lot higher than than some of them. I don't think I don't think it's it's out of. I think this might be the fourth Akira Kurosawa movie that I've seen, and it's it's it's. I mean, maybe it'll mean more to me at some point. But I, I would say it's, well, the consensus is it's that perhaps it's... my least favorite, and that's oh, not right. to say that it's bad. It's actually amazing, and yeah. and I thought it was, it was great from from start to finish, and yes, it deserves to be on this list. Is it is I, you were going to say the consensus is that it's... well, the consensus is that is it's his last great film. He did a he did a number of films afterwards, including obviously Dreams, and he did what was it Rhapsody in August, which was a series of stories about generations of Nagasaki, uh, and. The, he also did another Second World War film uh, about Japan as well. But yeah, Ram is generally considered to be his last classic film. There are a lot of movies around Ran that I haven't seen. In fact, all of the movies from My Neighbor Totoro to Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. And that encompasses The Secret in Their Eyes, The Bridge Over the River Kwai, The Gold Rush, Room, which is a recent 2015 movie. And an Irish entry as well. And an Irish entry. On the Waterfront and Wednesday. None of those movies I've seen. And these are, um, as we say, um, some of the top 250 movies of all time. And it's below Akira, which I agree with. Which you feel is about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And say below Pan's Labyrinth or or Inside Out in terms of uh, films. No, I I like it. So what's what's it above that I know? It's above Blade Runner. And would you agree with that, say? Yeah, I would, and it's definitely above Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, although, although, <laughs> although I enjoy Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, I see I... Casino is also on it, which is a bleak, bleak movie as well. <laughs> Casino, I like Casino. I th- I would argue is one of the great underrated Scorsese films. Along, I with... found that movie upsetting. But the... <laughs> oh, hold on, right? That's, you, we just sat through like Ran, which is this Kubrickian story of like. Um, how man is nothing but death and destruction and God doesn't care for yeah. any of your struggles. And you find Casino depressing. Yeah, because there, 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 um, I, I feel like there, there, there isn't a God in Casino. Um, Whereas where, there is where an is, indifferent God in Ran. Yeah, there is an indifferent, perhaps even hateful God in Ran. And that somehow is more comforting. Yeah, yeah, it's like our all of our suffering is is for nothing in Casino, but but in Ran, all of our suffering is at least entertaining to I'd, the gods who look down. On I'd it. rather work sort of unsupervised than for an evil like any a boss who wallowed in my suffering. Is my would be my take. Well, that's on that. very selfish of you, Darren. That is very selfish. The boss, imagine the the satisfaction the boss takes from that. Yeah. All right, then. So with that in mind, we're both satisfied that it's on the list. We both highly enjoyed it. Uh, will we take a look then at what's come in and out since last we did this podcast? And I, uh, yeah. And I, I, I also, as I say, um, thought, thought that it's just about right where it is um, in terms of the movies that are below it and the movies, and movies that, that are above it. I... Although I wouldn't agree with all of them. In general, having looked at some of the movies that I know below it and above it directly, it's, it's, it's about right. All right. So since the last time we did this podcast, we've obviously had four entries, which means we had four exits, and we've had uh, a number of minor shifts coming through the lifts there. So in terms of, of new entries, uh, there is Hacksaw Ridge, which is Mel Gibson's war film, which is a 2016 film, which we are hoping 
possibly to have covered on this podcast by the time that we release this. Yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully if, we'll get a chance to see this. If it gets a release. This is the first I've heard of this movie. This is, already, this really? is presumably, um, yes, yes, I mean, I'm, I, 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 I <laughs> being, being the non-movie expert on this, being the Japanese expert on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, the, 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 like next week I'll be replaced by somebody who knows about about our next movie. Yeah, no, I haven't heard anything about it. Presumably, this is there's a lot of Oscar buzz around this. There's actually not that much Oscar buzz about it because of the director behind it. Like it, it would take a lot of work to redeem Gibson's cred, but it is generating a lot of oh, critical attention. Oh, Mel Gibson. Okay. Yeah, Mel Gibson's directing it, and Andrew Garfield starring in it, which means. I would wager good money on seeing two Andrew Garfield films enter the 250 in the in the last in the period of December 2016. Like I suspect when Silence is released, it will also be there, which is no small accomplishment from the star of The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's number 89. Um, it is, and it's climbing. which is quite high. It's climbed dramatically as well. There are also a number of Indian films which we've talked about in terms of. There's been an interesting influx of Turkish and Indian. Find out a little bit about them. Um, Drishyan, Udan, Udan, and Chakta India. Chakta. Chakta India. Apologies. India. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I don't know how it's pronounced. I'm I'm just trying to pronounce it how 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 I think um, how 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 I see it. Okay. Apologies. What a. People, please, please tweet in and tell me to 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 stop being so mean to Darren. I don't mean it. He 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 just takes it so well. I like that's that's a good argument. It's, yeah, I, I, I hope this is it's like just this, he's so receptive. It's just like the argument that God makes in Ran. I yeah. don't inflict suffering on mankind. It's yeah. just that they just, do it so well. Yeah, I just tried it one time and <laughs> it went beautifully. Yeah. All right, so, okay, so in terms of they are all three of them, Dresham, Udan, and Chakde, India, um, are all um, Indian films. They're yeah. All, they're all in Hindi. Um, um, Chakde, India, it's a family, it's a sport movie. Yeah, from the looks of it. Um, sometimes winning is everything, is the tagline. Um, starring Ashakura Khan. Um, and that, that is a terrible pronunciation. No, that's okay. Cool. Uh, Dresham, uh, a.k.a. The Site, which seems like uh, it might be uh, worth looking up, is basically uh, wronged or wrong or wronged, goes the tagline. Um, And it is basically desperate measures are taken by a man who tries to save his family from the dark side of the law after they commit an unexpected crime. Can can anybody who hears this, if anybody is listening, tell tell us if 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 you care for Indian movies because we're seeing a lot of Indian movies coming in. Yeah. And uh, um, not 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 only am I am I certainly not an expert on movies, but I know know very little to nothing about 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 Indian movies. And neither do I. So. And I'm looking forward to learning. So I to, would. To, We're to, hoping to, land to, on to, to have to have somebody who. Who can who can hold our hand uh, and guide through this? Us. Not literally. Uh, well, if you're into that sort of thing. And the ones that Andrew have, likes knife play. The one the ones that have disappeared uh, um, to make room for those, which is sad. It is um, Song of the Sea, our own which is Song another of Irish the sea. film, yeah, yeah. Uh, which arrived in. It only arrived in a couple of months ago and has been sort of trailing out, which is a shame. Uh, wholeheartedly recommend. It's a very beautiful animation. It's from the guys who did Secret of Kells, which is also worth seeking out. Um, there are a bunch of relatively recent films. There's a lot of normalization that goes on around this time of year where yeah. where this year's Oscar crops get rid of last year's Oscar crops. So, for example, The Revenant 
yeah. uh, dropped out. The Martian. I argued as a horror, but Andrew does not, having, despite the fact Andrew hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it, but have strong opinions about it. <laughs> yeah. Despite the fact the title Revenant means that which returned from the dead. Um, the Martian, uh, in which is not a horror film, starring Matt Damon as the man on Mars. And then Tenku no Shoro Rachura. Uh, which is Castle in the Sky? Oh, which is another uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, 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 I didn't recognize its Japanese title, but no, I, I, I know um, Castle in the Sky. All right, and, yeah. and I, I do quite like Miyazaki. I think a lot of people do. I mean, like I think anybody who's familiar with his work would have a hard it's, time. It's Studio Ghibli, yeah. I think in general, it's, it's... are well liked. In terms of of other movements on the list, there hasn't been. Uh, that much the big one is Arrival uh, is still climbing which you can hear us talk about on our first This Just In podcast um, outside of that uh, in Sundays is Rising which I suspect is down to the fact that uh, Denis Villeneuve is uh, the director of that and Sundays is generally regarded as the beginning of his critical renaissance just saw Sicario literally the last night oh well we're not going to talk about it on the podcast but what did you think about it just casually um, I would I... argue it's his best film yeah, I, 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 I had 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 the same. I, I believe I said when we were watching, um, ba, 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 prisoners, prisoners. That's that that I don't like his dialogue. Did I say that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. His his, his dialogue isn't great. No, and I think that Sicario but his is a film construction that gets of stories is is good in terms of like structure and that. Yeah. I think, and I think Sicario is his most straightforward film in that it's a film that doesn't rely on a twist so much as a development. Yeah, in that it doesn't it doesn't have a big reversal. Like the the central question is like, what is Benicio del Toro after? Oh, that's what Benicio del Toro is after. As opposed to you thought Benicio del Toro is after this one thing, and it turns out to be another. Also watching it, I'm kind of like, is is is, is this is um is this what Juarez is like? Maybe it is. <laughs> um, um, maybe may, maybe this place Ma- exists on Earth. Maybe Ma- it doesn't. <laughs> maybe it's just part of his mind. Yeah, this is one of the things. As a movie watcher, rather than a world traveler, I feel a little guilty about. Okay, she's yeah, I wonder yeah. If my sense of place, which is based primarily upon watching movies, is maybe a little skewy. Well, I, I've 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 been to medieval Japan, and it's... Uh, can you tell me whether Ran is an accurate depiction of uh... all wrong? All wrong. All wrong. All wrong. It's not nearly as color coded. I should have called it wrong. <laughs> it's not nearly as color coded then, no? No, no, no. All right then. With that in mind, I think there's only one thing left to do, Andrew. And that is to pick next week's movie. So, Andrew, would you do the, the favor here, the uh, the action, and pick a random number from the random, random number, number generator? Twist, twist, twist. Show us the movie that we must list. Or select from the list? Yeah, do that. One hundred and forty-two. I already know what that's going to be. It's going to be Blade Runner. That's not a bad selection at all. The Runner of Blades. All right, then. Let's take a look at the trailer for Blade Runner. I need your deck. This is a bad one, the worst yet. There was an escape from the off-world colonies two weeks ago. Six replicants, three male, three female. 
They slaughtered 20... A Blade Runner's job is to hunt down replicants. Manufactured humans you can't tell from the real thing. What's this? Roy Batty. Probably the leader. There was just one outfit making replicants that superhuman. The Terrell Corporation. Mr. Deckard, Dr. Eldon Terrell. I don't get it, Tyrell. Commerce is our goal here at Tyrell. More human than human is our motto. I was looking for six replicants in a city of 106 million people. You ever see this girl, huh? Never seen a Buzzlove. What I didn't know was they were looking for me. Questions. I just do eyes. Just genetic design. Just eyes. Hello? I'm in a bar here now, down in the fourth sector. Why don't you come on down here and have a drink? That's not my kind of place. Time to die. If I didn't care, more than words can say. If I didn't care, would I feel this way? <laughs> Excuse me, Miss Salome. Can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> you for real? He's a damn one-man slaughterhouse. I'm going home. That trailer was certainly interesting. The the um, I think that Darren was saying this. The studio really did not know how to sell it. It yeah. was all over the place. I think that might just be the worst trailer we have seen. Yeah, during the podcast, and that includes the trailers I mean, for the worst movies we've discussed. Well, I, I mean, um, against this, it had the entire movie in it. To its favor, it did not make any sense and was so, completely out of order. Which yeah, I thought was, yeah. That was we, nice we, of them. It was yeah, yeah. Like, 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 I would still have to see the movie in order <laughs> to understand it, having seen that uh, yeah. messy trailer. But the trailer looks like a bunch of marketing people sat down and said, "What do people like?" And it's like, "Can we gather enough scenes from the Should movie?" To also, put this? stuff in that feels like it's from the movie, though. Yeah. Have, have, have this kind of like, yeah. It's the, like, okay, people like action scenes. So, do we have a guy saying "Time to die" yet? 
Okay, we can slot him in. People like romance. Okay, do we have, like, kissing and a woman in a fur coat with a cigarette? Yep, slot her in. But also, this is a really weird movie, so let's... Um... Uh, let's have Harrison Ford look at a weird drink for a moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure people understand what it's about, so can we put the entire sequence where his chief explains the case to him? Can we yeah. find a way to slot that into the trailer as well? So this is going to be like a really weird, interesting, conventional, very kind of predictable movie. There's going to be a lot of violence. There's going to be some romance. It's uh, going to be Harrison Ford pointing a gun. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. There's going to be narration there so you can follow along and see what happens. Yeah. You know, like, but before we watched the trailer, Darren was saying, um, let, let's, let's definitely watch the... The uh, final cut of the film. The, the final the, cut the, of the... Yeah. Ridley Scott's definitive version, which is regarded as... Because uh, we had some discussion of this when we watched Leon, for example. You did not like the cut of Leon that I picked. No, I did not. Um, and we, we also watch Aliens, and we watch different cuts of the movie. Which may have, may have resulted in a podcast where we were talking across each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my terrible it, editing may also contribute to that, but... Yeah... So I think this time though you wanted to watch the you wanted to watch the original cut that was released I was in cinemas. Thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in spite of the fact that I had never seen the original theatrical version, I was like, yeah, let, let, let's let, let's not be so um, hasty or snobbish. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's watch the the regular version. Of course, the the the, the normal version is the um, director's cut, right? That, yeah. That's the one that most people are familiar with. Do I? Do I? They are. There, there are no less than five different. I own a copy of the Blade Runner Blu-ray. There are no less than five versions of the film on the Blu-ray. There's the original theatrical cut, right? Which is uh, the one that Ridley Scott was not happy with because it features lots of. We'll talk about this a bit more next week because it features lots of narration in case the audience couldn't keep up. Yeah, I there's, didn't like that in the trailer. Yeah, so there's more of that in that cut in the film. There's the TV version, which is that with some bits cut out. There's the uh, original. There's the work print cut which is what Ridley Scott assembled uh, to help him get a sense of where the film was at based on the materials available Darren to him. is not reading there's, this off a sheet of paper. He's actually... There's the director's cut, which is what he assembled from the bits of film that he had when he was given the chance to go back and edit it. And then based off the strength of the director's cut, there's what's called the final cut, which is basically the director's cut with a budget given to it for stuff like computer-generated imagery or for shooting new scenes to uh, basically fill in gaps where well, what... Scott had lost footage. I, I, I like the amount of painting that's done in this. I, I know we've spoken about Robocop before. There, there's, there's, there's not enough painters on, on where they... He, you know what I'm talking about. No. Where they do the, the matte painting. So, so Oh, so, you mean the background of the like the the actual special effects to render the the cityscape? And stuff exactly. Like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love I love matte paintings. I'm a big fan of like the Star Trek shows, for example. And I love the old Star Trek shows where you would have like it would be a soundstage with a matte painting backdrop, or like to establish a scene. They're in nailing. This is city. where they painted onto the actual frames. Yeah. I think yeah. of the movie. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. That's or where 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 they where they overlay. Um, oh, okay, the, like the... rotoscoping, sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is very cool, and I'm a big fan of that. But yeah, so we've both seen it before. We're both looking forward to it, and we will talk about it then in two weeks' time. Andrew, what are you up to at the moment? An old pile. I'm Darren Mooney. You can reach me at Darren underscore Mooney. Um, you can follow me uh, on Twitter. You can subscribe to the blog. We're on Stitcher. We're on uh, iTunes. Please uh, rate us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Or subscribe. Subscribe. Can, yeah. Uh, feel free to share. Leave share a things. review. Leave a review. Great. If you love it, tell everybody. If you don't like it, tell us and we'll, we'll see what we can do to improve it. Uh, A-Quinuka. Uh, A-Q-U-I-N. 
N-I-U-Q-A on Twitter. All right, then. Take it easy, guys, and we'll see you in two weeks. Take time. care of yourselves and each other. Good evening. <laughs>